0: Crazy times right now, right? You've got interest rates pumping up and pretty high. And when I say pretty, that's an understatement. It's very high if you look at it from the debt in Australia. And then the second thing is you've got household savings ratios fall down rapidly. Now, I think we've crossed the GFC period, which means that we are the second lowest time of household savings ratio outside of, I'm going to have a look here, what, 2004, it was practically below zero when there was literally no savings. Household savings were going backwards, which is crazy. We've only seen that once in the last sort of 50, 60, it's like 60 years of data I'm looking at in front of me. So 60 years of data and we've seen household savings ratio dip below zero only in that early 2000s. And then at GFC level, it was around 4-5%. Uh, and they say the long-term average is around 8 but it depends on how long-term you consider long-term. And now we're below GFC, so everything sounds crazy, right? Interest rates are high, fixed rates falling off like no tomorrow. And you've also seen now household savings ratio at very weak levels. Yet, as crazy as it sounds, property price growth has been huge. And so It's from this perspective, we have to break it down and understand more on what's happening, why it's happening, and how as a buyer you can truly understand some of the most misunderstood data points and dynamics of the property market and why many people are screaming, hey, don't touch my house. Even amongst all this craziness, people will not and do not want to give up their home. So it's about taking a step back and sometimes going beyond the data And this is one of my, I guess, areas I've been studying a lot of late, because in the world of housing trends and analysis, it's very easy, like I've shown you in episodes of the past, to use certain trend lines, certain static data points, uh, yearly averages to three-year, five-year, look at line breaks, look at AI, look at machine learning, look at back testing, and come up with all the fanciest and the coolest and the craziest solutions out to help increase my predictability of location performance. But... In this journey, it's been a few people from the worlds of demography to just understanding sentiment who've been teaching me, mentoring me, and I've been learning a lot on how to understand housing to deeper levels beyond the spreadsheets. And so whilst the picture of interest rates isn't pretty, you've got sentiment low, household savings ratio low. I'm going to help you unpack some of the human psychology of why people do not sell like crazy, right? Selling all their properties all over the place, flooding the market with listings, increasing, rapidly increasing arrears, and Australia in a lot of pain. So, firstly, the core thing to understand is what does a house represent? Many people listen to the show, clients of ours, think that housing is some investment vehicle alone. You couldn't be further away from the truth. Yes, it positively impacts your wealth building. When it comes to a homeowner owning a property for many years, but before the wealth effect kicks in, it's the aspect of it being their place of shelter for recreation, memories, necessity, all in one. Then from there, that transitions to the actual possibilities of increased lifestyle or decreased payments through the debt going down and increased discretionary spend, or Wealth building from equity releases and building more wealth from equity to use towards property or other things, um, or downsizing in the future to create more wealth and use that money in other ways. But these are all secondary. The first and the most primary thing was shelter, was stability, necessity, and then lifestyle and other things started creeping into it. So now I want you to start applying this logic, knowing that only makeup of investors is about a third. We're not this majority. You know, two thirds of the country are people buying property to live in. We are a minority. If you add on the public housing of Australia on top of that, if you add on the vacant properties on top of that, the numbers start to shrink even more of how many people are investors. And so when you look at that, investor stock using data was actually some of the first to fly for sale in recent times. Core Logic data picked it up. The big platforms of real estate and domain picked it up. We picked it up and AFR was reporting it like crazy. Investors selling their homes more. Proportion of investor sales happening and increasing. Duh, they're not the ones who need it for shelter. So they're going to let go of things that are high repayments in the two, three, four, five, and even $6,000 a month in repayments. Now, yes, there's rent, but get out of here. If you think rent's covering it and covering everything on six and 7% interest rates, it's not. Some will say they get the gearing, they'll protect themselves, they'll hold long-term, and sure, that's the majority, but there's going to be a minority that go, "Oop, I need a cell, I want to clear this, I want my home to be protected. Don't touch my house, this is my house, I want that to be here, I'll let go of other stuff. Now, what could be some of this other stuff? I might travel less, I might spend at the shops less, I'll eat out less, I'll cut some of my scri- subscriptions I'll probably, you know, share my Netflix passwords with all my mates and stuff. Yeah, the things will come up. Now, I do do that, by the way. So Netflix, I'm sorry. Um, But the list goes on. Share my NBA membership on NBA League Pass and share that with a few friends. And because I like the Lakers and they like other stuff, we don't all watch the same teams at the same time. So it's good. But the main thing here is these savvy, smart, budgeting, tactics, discretionary, nice-to-haves start shutting down, new vehicles turn to old vehicles, SUVs turn to sedans. Whatever you want to call it, things shift. Now, there's a small segment, of course, they don't make the right financial decisions and they probably get nicer stuff during tougher times as motivation or whatever you want to call it. That's over to you. I'll, I'll let you do that. But the majority will cull back on things around them. Where I learned this was actually, as ironic as it sounds, the barbecue is where I learned this the most. I remember someone saying to me, I would get on baked beans and spaghetti from a can before I get rid of this house. What does that show you? Literally baked beans and spaghetti in the can. Actually, you know, growing up in New Zealand, that was pretty tasty. Like we used to do a lot of spaghetti in the cans. Then they started releasing these new spaghetti in the cans with meatballs in there, fire. But whilst I go into that, all jokes aside, it just shows you people's thoughts on actually putting their house and shelter and family first. This is necessity. This is what we do, what we need to survive on. You will pull the things back. You will save less before you go into it. And the numbers show that. Delinquency rates, whilst increasing and likely to increase more, the longer we stay at these high rates, because I'm of the belief that we overshot it. I don't care if the inflation upticks just a little bit. It's upticking for reasons not to do with localized spending used by localized demand due to localized conditions. It's not upticking because of that. It's upticking because rents are part of the basket. And that's not to do. You can't ping us with more and more interest rate increases. It's to do with global conditions. It's to do with other vehicles, of costs, fuel and more. It's not to do with because everyone's just out there having more dinners and lunches and spending way more and everyone's able to do more. That's not the case. And even if it was the case, is it sitting in the demographic that is impacted by household costs increasing? Because remember, a whole bunch of Aussies ain't sitting on any debt. The LVR of the country is at 22%. A lot of old money, a lot of old timers going, interest rates increasing? What is this interest rates increasing? It doesn't impact me. I'm still going out for my smashed Davo. Cook too much in my own kitchen for the many decades prior. The cafes are the bee's knees in Australia. They're pretty epic. I'm going out there. Whatever. Whatever. They're going to enjoy. They're going to spend because the interest rates don't impact them. When will we start to learn? Two things. One is that we've overshot the interest rates. And secondly, Houses are not going to keep collapsing left, right and center like the the absolute 40% must decline in Australia, the banks that keep predicting it wrong, everyone thinking there's carnage because people don't want you to touch their house. Heck, even the banks don't want to touch your house. They actually don't. Do you think that they've got this forever printing machine of interest each month paying them monthly across millions of dwellings around the country and you think they want to give that up? I'm an ex banker. I'm telling you, they don't want to give that up. They want you to keep it so they can earn more. This is how the country revolves credit growth, credit margins, net interest margin. In fact, I've said this before, we are built differently to other parts of the world. Our biggest bank has close to three quarters of its profits and revenues start to come from net interest margin. Net interest margin's king in Australia. Whereas in parts of the U.S., Bank of America is about half. So if you're starting to look at the metrics across the world, home lending means a lot more. People don't want to come after your houses. They don't want the trouble. They don't want the debt. They don't want the issue. And people don't want to give up their houses. There's owner-occupied money. So the key here is to remember that investors will uptick the sales of a little bit. Some will even buy more with lending starting to come back already. Prices are going up even amongst this, which shows you just how crazy it is thinking one metric of interest rates alone stuffs everything up. The main thing is there is a huge amount of psychology that investors and data analysts need to understand before they start putting out thoughts on charts alone. You will have your aspects of letting go of everything that comes before the house before you let go of the house. And think about this for a moment. Again, we're talking logic. Imagine if you sell this property, ha. Got rid of my half a million debt. I feel so good. Guess where you're joining? You're joining the rental market. Does that seem like fun to you? Selling a property, then not knowing if you might even get a rental? You know, the rental market's lines out the door. And that too for subpar looking stuff, because owners know they've got the upper hand. They don't have to do up their place to get a tenant. Vacancy rates are super low. Migrants are coming off plans going, hey, we need housing. Locals are moving from state to state, city to city going, we need housing jobs are better here, money's cheaper here, things are better here, lifestyle, fresh air, oh crap, no housing. So people don't want to join the rental market if they can avoid to. People will not sell their homes if they can avoid to. Majority of housing in Australia is owner-occupied. So stop scaremongering. Stop thinking everything blows up because of interest rates. I hope this podcast really shows you a way to analyze data To the not-so-data parts allows you to connect the dots that even if certain charts don't look pretty. The truth is houses are a necessity for shelter first. Investors play an important part on the provision of that shelter because the government's not stepping up with public housing left, right, and center. So investors provide that rental accommodation. Because not everyone has is renting because they have to rent. They're renting also because they want to rent. So by having a two-part marketplace of renters, and buyers will always create that balance for those that want to, those that have to, those that transition, and those that own. The main thing here is people don't want you to touch their house. The bank doesn't want to touch it. You don't want to touch it. You don't want anyone else to touch it. You just want to live there in peace. And so the main thing here is take that away in your analysis and realize with your investment thesis, add the logic side of the brain. Left and right brain both need to be considered when analyzing markets and why that the delinquency rates have not popped off. They will increase. They have been trending up. Pain and gain reports will look worse because we should not be sitting at these interest rates. And that is the key here to understand. But people will drop everything off before they drop off their house. Hope this helps you in analyzing markets to a whole new level. We've got a whole bunch more research, a whole bunch more videos and podcasts just like this and some even deeper, some with more spreadsheets, charts, analysis, to suit the different type of learning you want. So if you want more like this, help me out by jumping on the YouTube page, investigate, hit and subscribe, jumping on it, clicking like, dropping comments of what you'd like to see, and I'd be more than happy to get more content and more podcasts out like this for you as the Head of Research at Australia's Leading Buyers Agency of the Year for 2023, investigate buyers agency. Take care and have a good one.